Welcome to Whiskey and Lemon. I am your host, Lana Mercedes. The next two episodes will be all about our apology styles and diving into the apology languages brought to us by authors Gary Chapman and Jennifer Thomas. So to start off, I want to provide you with the five apology languages that Gary and Jennifer lay out in their book. And then we are going to jump into a refresh from parts of my communication episode from last year. It covers why communication is important, effective ways of communicating and apologizing, and how people apologize differently. I also discuss some of the key factors to effective communication, both inside and outside of conflict. I talk about how we must pick our battles accordingly so that we can adjust to the stressors in our lives that we have control over instead of allowing our problems to build up and overwhelm us. We'll discuss what it truly means to listen and understand someone versus just being an ear with little to no regard for the person we are speaking to or their words. We learn how intentional or unintentional mistakes can still be treated the same way when the overall solution begins with an apology. There are also some tips on how not to apologize as well as how to do so properly. There's also a discussion on eight effective ways to enhance our communication strategies. These languages explain how someone tells or shows a person that they are sorry. There are five in total, so let's get to those. Number one is expressing regret, which is essentially saying, I am sorry or I feel horrible for what I did to you. You're giving remorse. Number two is accepting responsibility, owning up to your role and what was done wrong and saying something like, I was wrong to fill in the blank or I should have never done again fill in the blank. Number three is genuinely repenting. Saying something like, I can't imagine what I put you through, and then following up by explaining exactly how you will make better decisions the next time around. Number four is making restitution, either expressing exactly what you plan to do in order to make it up to them or by doing just that, showing up with flowers, dinner, etc., whatever your style is. And then number five is requesting forgiveness. This one is essentially asking, can you forgive me? This one can also sometimes be looked at as dismissive because the person wants to get to the bottom of if they can be forgiven or not. But it can also be acknowledgement that along with doing something to show that you are sorry, you are aware that the ultimate decision of forgiveness is up to the person that has been wronged. We will dive deeper into these languages next week, but for now, enjoy the rest of this episode as we dive into communicating effectively inside and outside of conflict. Also, if you are enjoying what you're hearing, Please subscribe and make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The next area I want to discuss is admitting mistakes. Whether it was intentional or not, how could you have handled things differently? If you have the chance, discuss that with the party affected by your mistake. Explain how you will do things differently in the future, how you will be more conscious of your decisions, and how they affect those around you. For those that have this misconception that admitting mistakes makes you look weak and incapable, not true. Lower your ego and don't be so prideful. Admitting mistakes actually displays strength. A good leader admits their mistakes. We have to be willing to see where we could have fallen short and then be open to change. By doing this, we have more of an opportunity for forgiveness, turnaround, and connection. It is very important to see things from someone else's perspective. If you happen to make a promise and fail to keep it, be sympathetic. Realize the effect your actions may have on others and put yourself in the other person's shoes and think about how you would feel what your response would be, and what action would make you more open to forgive. It is very possible that your mistake was simply just that, a mistake. It was an accident, and you know that your actions were not intentional. That still goes without saying that you made a mistake. Let the party or parties that were affected know how you feel. Apologize and make a conscious decision to try and not repeat the mistake. Yes, apologize. 
Many people go to great lengths to cover their mistakes, make excuses, and just flat out lie about it ever happening. According to Inc.com, the wrong ways to apologize are these. Blaming. Blaming them for your behavior or reaction to something when you are in control of your actions. Justifying. When you defend your behavior or claim that different rules apply to you, you just make yourself look worse and are invalidating any apology. Minimizing. When you downplay your actions, you are saying that the effects of your behavior are insignificant to you and it makes you appear manipulative. Excusing. This is another way you are invalidating your apology. There may be a time for you to expound on your actions, but doing an apology is simply not one of them. Inc.com goes on to explain the right way to apologize. Acknowledging. Be the first to admit that you did something wrong without getting called out for it. It builds trust and can open the conversation for shared acceptable standards. Accepting. When you accept responsibility, you restore dignity to the person you hurt. The example they give is, I know I hurt your feelings yesterday when I snapped at you. I'm sure it embarrassed you, especially since everyone else on the team was there. I was wrong to treat you like that, and I apologize. Expressing. You are acknowledging the effects of your actions while also expressing that you hope they can forgive you. This strengthens your own self-confidence, self-respect, reputation, and your character. Lastly, amend. Apologizing the right way. Not for how they received your behavior, but for your behavior in the first place. Whether it was intentional or not, taking accountability is the only path toward true reconciliation between you and the person you hurt, as well as you and your conscience. Consequently, this will help you to deepen those relationships and will also help those that you have affected have more respect for you. Make sure that you are also prepared to accept consequences and even allow the other party to help you analyze the situation if they are willing to. According to Forbes, if we want to be genuinely successful in both business and life, we have to be willing to set aside our pride, our fears, and our insecurities. The journey toward earning respect begins the moment we recognize our mistakes and have the integrity and fortitude to utter the words, I was wrong and I am sorry. And lastly, I want to talk about communicating effectively. This goes for all communication, whether you are in conflict or not. Why is communication so important? One major reason is that it clears up a lot of confusion. Sometimes we assume someone feels a certain way without gaining clarification first. This often happens when we communicate via text or email. Even a phone call is not the best way to have a serious conversation. Yes, it may be more convenient, but it is not the most effective. Obviously, we have to adapt when we live far apart and are also in the middle of a pandemic, but try things like FaceTime or Zoom if necessary. In addition, I have prepared eight ways to enhance communication. Some of these may overlap with the right and wrong ways to apologize, but these are steps that you should use in all regard, even when there is no concrete conflict. Number one, avoid distractions. Keep from being distracted by your phone, background noise, and surrounding actions and conversations. Number two, body language. First, make eye contact. Agreeing to have a conversation with someone and then keeping your arms crossed or your face in your phone not only shows the person disrespect, but shows that you really have no interest in discussing the topic at hand. Resist looking away for long periods of time, putting your hands in your pockets, crossing your arms, and especially rolling your eyes or yawning. Number three, accept fault. If the topic at hand is rooted from an issue that you may have caused, it is not only important but honorable to begin by acknowledging your mistakes and providing a genuine apology. There are times where you may feel you have nothing to be sorry for, 
However, if your goal is to actually communicate and work through an issue, you must accept fault when you believe that it is your own. Number four, avoid blaming. Although you would also like to hear the other person accept fault when it is due, avoid blaming. This point is only effective when one can accept fault on their own and not because someone else is blaming them or because someone else has not accepted fault. Direct blame not only makes someone feel attacked, but also causes them to become defensive. Do not assume that you know what is being mentioned if you are even the slightest bit unsure. Try repeating some of what the other person has said in your response to show that you are listening as well as comprehending. Number five, gain clarity. When you are confused about a specific statement or topic that someone is discussing, ask for clarity. And I wanna tie in avoiding blame and gaining clarity for a second. So if you're hearing someone say something and you're not quite understanding, you can say things like, sorry, I don't understand versus what you said makes no sense. Number six, provide clarity. Be very detailed in your communication. If you think your delivery is somewhat confusing, chances are it probably is. Number seven, be understanding. Whether or not you agree with statements being made, be understanding. Constantly hear your own statements as if you were the one receiving them. Think about how those statements would make you feel instead of being upset the other person may not empathize. And number eight, tell a story. Using specific situations to express your emotions can help others to see things from your point of view. You can paint the picture of how you experience something as a story so that they can put themselves in your shoes. Make sure that you simply provide the story, express your feelings when needed, but certainly do not make accusations. 